welcome to episode three of the Field to Court football podcast. A day late because of the presidential debate last night. Um, but let's start with Isaac. You can go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up? I'm Isaac, I'm 17. I live in Philadelphia. I'm a Jew. I don't really know. What am I supposed to say about myself? Saints fan. Big Saints fan. Yeah. I love him. Okay. LJ, go ahead. Um, I'm LJ. I live in Massachusetts. I'm a Seahawks fan. That's weird. Why are you a Seahawks fan? Because when I was like six, when I was playing Madden against my uncle, I chose the Seahawks because I like their logo. And I said I was a Seahawks fan. How do you feel about running the ball on, you know, on the goal line? How do you feel about that? Um, you think that's a good idea? Running the ball. Or do you think teams should, you know, should throw it when they have like the best running back in the league? Do you think they should throw it? Um, the best running back. So if you have Christian McCaffrey. No, I was thinking more like Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. You know, I was thinking more along those lines. Um, you know, we saw what the result would be, um, in week two on Sunday night. So I don't think, I think, I don't know. It's a completely different story. Okay, anyway, let's, let's, let's get back into, you know, right now football. Um, I think for starters, I need to say I was very wrong about the Giants. Um, I said they would beat the 49ers. Um, that's really awkward. Um, never, if you're, for all those listening, if you're ever thinking about sports betting and using my picks for upsets, don't, just don't. I mean, wait, technically... The Giants, you could have been right because the Giants never actually played the 49ers starting squad. So, like. No, that was the whole <laughs> the whole point of the me saying the Giants would win. It's because the Niners are missing, like, their entire team. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. You're stupid. Yeah, I know. Okay. Anyway, um, I think I might have called another. I think I predicted two upsets. Um, I might have picked Washington over Cleveland. I don't know what I picked, but whatever I picked, it was probably wrong. Um, I was also I don't I don't want to talk too much about it, but the Saints game I was wrong. Um, but Isaac, what were what was the biggest you know surprise of Week Three for you? Surprise? Um. Yeah. I mean, I picked the Vikings to beat the Titans. I was wrong about that. But I guess that wasn't really so much of a surprise as much as it was like, okay, I, I was wrong. Like, you know, yeah. I accept it. Uh, I'm trying to think here, though. I guess that I really thought the Saints were going to come in and do a lot better against the Packers. I thought that they would, like, you know, completely rally – and, like, you know, actually, like, show up and beat the Packers. Because not only the Packers are a good team, which the Saints usually play well against. They play well against good teams. But they just got embarrassed on Monday night. Like, they needed to, like, 
come back and like do something. I really thought that they were gonna like show out, but you know, whatever. I guess I was kind of holding out hope too. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> um, LJ, what was your what was the biggest surprise to you? You know, I I have two: the Panthers and the Bills. But I think I'm gonna give it to Josh Allen. Yeah. Just the Bills and just Josh Allen in general, because 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 before this week I did not think Josh Allen was legit, and now that we saw him play against the Rams, he did not play that horrible. He had that one interception where it really was not an interception that gave the Rams the momentum to try to come back. But I think Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, I want to say one thing about that. I I don't know if it's just because I really hate the Rams, but I don't think they're a legitimate team. I think. Oh no! I was I genuinely. Don't, oh. I don't. I don't no. think they're. I don't think they're good. You know, I think they're just. They're just. Maybe they're better than I thought they would be. But I don't see them in the playoffs. What do you say? Mm. Oh, I was surprised by them, honestly. Like, I've since before the season started, I picked like the Bills are my dark horse team to like make a run. Same with Josh Allen, my dark horse MVP. I'm pretty proud of that pick. But um, um, I don't like, think you can call the Bills. I don't think you can. I mean, yeah, you can't call the Bills. Weren't they? Dark horse they team. weren't they at the beginning of the year favorites to win the no, division? No, I, I said like I, they were a dark horse to like pick, like make a deep run, not like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I thought that they could make a Super Bowl run. I wouldn't really say that would be a dark horse. That's still a bit because we already know their defense is elite. Oh, I guess, but like, I don't know. I meant like a top four team is what I meant. I think they're a top four team. Like looking at, I mean, I didn't like watch too many of their games yet, but like from what I've seen from them, their defense is insane. Josh Allen is like, he's competing with Russell Wilson for MVP. Like that's like, I wouldn't say he's competing. I would not. I really would not. Yeah. You've got some pretty cold takes today, bud. I think Whatever, these are, right? might be worse than my I got, upset predictions. I got a lot of schoolwork on my mind, all right? Whatever. But, you know, when you when you see Josh Allen next week and he goes off for, like, 600 yards and you're, you're going to be like, oh, my God, why didn't I listen? Yeah, let's call Josh Allen MVP candidate and not Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. That's Wait, who are the right. Bills playing? The Bills played the, the Rams. Yeah, they no, just played the Rams. The Rams oh, hung in. Like, um, that's what I'm trying to get at, but whatever. They play the Raiders. Play the Raiders? Yeah. That's That'll be a – I think that'll be a good matchup, honestly. I mean, Derek Carr is still super underrated because the Raiders fans hate him for some reason. Bro, they just got to start Nate Peterman and they're Super Bowl champions. Uh, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, okay. They need to start giving the ball to Josh Jacobs so he stops getting eight points for my fantasy team. I would, yeah. I mean, I think another, it's not like a huge surprise necessarily, but I think the Ravens really underperformed against the Chiefs. Like, not to discredit the Chiefs, like, they they are a good team, obviously, as you know, we saw what they did last year. Um, They had, like twenty-one points in the, I think it was twenty-one in the second quarter. Um, they're obviously a legit team, but 
the Ravens, mainly Lamar Jackson, really, really struggled. Um, I'm not sure if y'all think that's, you know, just a fluke game by Lamar or if the Chiefs' defense is just that good or what, but it was very surprising to me and very disappointing for my fantasy team, not going to lie. What would, what would you say, Isaac? What do you think? What I mean, the reason behind Lamar's. I, I really think, I mean, I saw like the Chiefs defense last year. If you were paying attention to like their run defense in the second half of last year, it's just, they just like flipped a switch. Like they were like very bad and then all of a sudden became very good. And that's part of the reason they won the Super Bowl. They started just out of nowhere. Almost. Well, yeah, but like, I think they, I think they've the just, Ravens they've had, had a pretty some... good running game. Um, no, but what I'm saying is they were able to limit Lamar enough. Oh, yeah. That like sure. when he starts trying to throw, they know when he's trying to throw. Yeah. And then no, you're right. It's much easier to defend against that type of quarterback when you know when they're running and when they're throwing. Because a big part of Lamar's game is the element of surprise. You don't know if he'll hit you with the run. You don't know if he'll hit you with the pass, or That's the true. screen, That's true. or the handoff. So like they're able to like make like make it so that they know what's going on. It's much easier to stop the game that way. And that's how I think they just completely blew up the yeah. Ravens offense. LJ, what do you think? Um, I'm going to have to go with him. Yeah. They just shut down Lamar. I want to say it was their third. No, it's their second time playing Lamar, right? Third, I think. Third. I think third. Well, second time since last year because they played him last year and they play him this year. Yeah. And remember the Chargers, they played the first time Lamar beat them, but then he got Lamar got into the playoffs and they shut Lamar down. Yeah. I think it's just teams need to play Lamar for a game or two and then they'll figure out how to stop him. I don't think Lamar I think Lamar will be a good he'll be a solid QB. I don't think he'll be a top three, top four QB for the next four or five years. Yeah, I don't I see a lot of comparisons to Mike Vick. Or the Ravens improve their receiving core. Yeah, I agree with that. But one thing, I see a lot of comparisons um, between Lamar and Mike Vick. And Mike Vick was just definitely on a different level than Lamar is. I mean, maybe you could argue that you know, their tendencies are kind of similar, but the skill level is just, it's not, it's not reasonable to compare the two. Um, but speaking of element of surprise, unfortunately, I, that makes me want to touch on Taysom Hill and the Saints. I think a big, well, I, I can confidently say a big part of the, whole Taysom Hill deal the past couple seasons it's been about element of surprise and it seems like that element of surprise is gone because he's just not you know he's not the secret weapon that he was you know well, I mean he he's gotten two targets all year he's gotten two targets all year 
He's, I mean, he did have that one fumble, but he's gotten two no, targets know, all year. I mean, and he's gotten seven rushes all year. He never gets huge targets, though, like a huge amount of targets. Like, that yeah, was never the thing. It was always sub him in real quick to, like, you know, either throw or run, you know, give him the option. Or occasionally they'll call a draw play. Um, a lot of his snaps are blocking, actually. And I mean, he's not, he's not terrible. I mean, but I wouldn't say he's, I don't know what you want to call him QB or tight end. Um, Cause he's kind of, you know, Swedish, both. Um, the Swedish pocket knife. Is that what Swiss. they're called? Yeah. Swiss, Swiss army knife. knife. Swiss army knife. Yeah. that's Close enough. Um, and again with the Saints, I hate to say it, Drew Brees. Um, I'm not going to come out and say, wow, Drew Brees sucks. He's washed. I don't think he's washed. I think he's – I mean, obviously his body's not what it was, you know, four years ago. Um, and it doesn't help that his – throwing shoulder, you know, was surgically repaired years ago when it was dislocated by, you know, 350-pound linemen. Um, Another thing, it does not help that he's without the second-best receiver in the league. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on Mike Thomas again. Um, It's not that Drew needs Mike Thomas to throw to. It's that Mike Thomas opens up the field because you know the star corner is going to be matched up with Michael Thomas. And they'll probably have, you know, safety help watching Mike Thomas. But with Mike Thomas out, the star, the primary receiver, I mean, it's Emmanuel Sanders, but he's not playing like a primary receiver. I, I would say he's no better than Traquan Smith. Honestly. I mean, to be fair to Sanders, he's had, like, what, six weeks to run with this offense before, the, like, the league started up again? Like, Okay, we had, look at the Buccaneers. What about the Buccaneers? They've had – the receivers have all been meshed. Like, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's, but like, Tom Brady, he's the most I, genius quarterback. I don't like to give Tom Brady a ton of credit, but – that roster doesn't have Mike Thomas. They have Mike Evans, which is not – he's not as good. He's just not. But, yeah, but you know. The Buccaneers, when they played the Saints, Mike Evans got shut out. Shut out. Their offense got – like they had like a couple successful drives, but aside from that, the defense played astoundingly well against them. The Buccaneers' like, really leading afraid. receiver last week or this past week, Scott Miller. Three receptions, 83 yards. Up next, Chris Godwin, five receptions, 64. Way at the bottom, Mike Evans, two receptions, two yards. Well, okay, and two touchdowns, but. What I'm saying is you also got to look at who the Buccaneers have played the past two weeks. When they played week one against a legit team, or at least a kind of legit team, they got shut out. Mm -hmm. Well, not shut out, but shut down, like completely. Yeah. And now this week they played the Bucs. Who did they play last week? Uh, The Bucs played the Broncos this past week. 
I mean, the Broncos. That's what I meant. Who the Bucks played last week? Uh, I know it's another scrub team. Wasn't though. it Carolina? Yeah, the Panthers again. Another like it's a division game, but like, let's be real. The Panthers defense isn't really there. So like, um, touch back on Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, he's had thirteen targets this year. I think yeah. part of that is Brees is afraid to throw deep now. That's a, yes, like for sure. That's the that's biggest issue. That's well, the biggest issue is that, and Sean Payton has gotten like there's no creative play calling with him right now. Like it's all he's the most predictable coach in the league that I've seen right now. What is with the but, sideways like, plays too? Like yeah, he's always going back to those checkdowns to Kamara. But again, I think part of that is Payton, and part of that is Breeze. Breeze is like you'll see him; he sees an open look down the field. And then he just doesn't throw there, and he throws a check down to Camara, and, like, sometimes it'll break big, sometimes it won't. But, like, you can't rely on that, like, big uh, play, like, potential when a lot of times it gets stuffed for, like, four yards. Yeah. Especially, and people, some people will chalk that down to Michael Thomas, but I don't think it's that. Because I remember there's a couple times uh, in week one when we had Michael Thomas. One time in particular, Michael Thomas was running a streak down the field, and the but like nobody was covering that area, mm-hmm. like the safe. I think it was like miscommunication or something. But there was nobody in that area. Breeze looked to it and then didn't throw there. There's a check down to Camara, loses two yards. Like that's a there's a big issue there. Yeah. And he's gotten like uh, week three. He started throwing deep a bit more, but still like that's the biggest issue with Breeze in my mind. It's not. I often say there's an. There's an there's a ridiculous amount of unfair comparisons between Breeze and Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers obviously has a much stronger arm, but he's 36. That's five years younger than Drew Brees. Of course, he has a cannon at 36 compared to 41 year old Breeze with a surgically repaired shoulder. That's you know he's 41. He's Obviously, starting to his body's starting to deteriorate a little bit, and it has been. It's not just this year. There's been a slow decline. You but, do have to keep in mind he's been playing this play style for four years now. The short ball, he's been like yeah, some of the la- like the lowest air yards per target in the league every year. The one issue is this year when it like has it almost halves. Like the years prior, I think it was about like seven point. Four, let's say seven point five. Now it's like down to like four, like around four. Yeah. Like. Okay. Um. I think that's probably enough about this past week. Um, for the most part. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I want to talk about the Falcons. Let's talk about the Falcons. Um. I I really love, you know, them just blowing leads. I love you love to see it. You know, now they're the first team in NFL history to blow two fifteen point leads in single season. Like, you know, and it you know in the fourth quarter, obviously, like the Bears put up twenty in the fourth quarter. Like, there's just no excuse for that. And Dan Quinn has to go. And I pains me to say this. Matt Ryan is playing phenomenally. 
he's having a great year. And his team is just well, mainly defense. The offense isn't too bad. But the defense is just atrocious. I mean, Trubisky threw for 128 yards and a touchdown and an interception. But 128 yards on 13 completions. 13. Nick Foles, 188 yards, 16 completions. Three touchdowns. Like, you can't only blame the defense. Atlanta has been known for blowing leads, and it's time for Dan Quinn to go. I don't know how he still has a job, honestly. Do either of you have any clue why they haven't fired him? Um, no, I think they should have fired him after the Super Bowl. Exactly. The only I, reason why they blew that 28-3 to lead is because they were still trying to pass the ball. They were not running the ball. And they got the balls, right. passing. They were up 28-3 to a half. You're still trying to pass the ball, put up more points. Why not run the ball, give the pitches less time? You know, you're still playing Tom Brady. Not just 28 to 3 at half, 28 to 3 with two minutes and 12 seconds left in the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, my issue with firing him after the Super Bowl is like he'd still made a Super Bowl. You got to yeah. give him credit for that. So, I think like, it would be, it was justified for them. I think, to, though, to uh, keep it. Even after, I'd say even after 2018, the first 7 to 9 season, I'm pretty sure that was 2018. But, like, I'd say even after that, it's still justified because what he did the past three, four years, whatever, when he kept making the playoffs and the Falcons kept contending. But I think it's going to come to an end soon because, like, that defense – He won't be the coach. If they keep this up, he won't be – They're the worst tacklers in the league. Like, oh, my God, they're disgustingly Mm -hmm. bad. And, like – They're also second in the NFC South. Yeah. And they have not won a game. No, they're wait, they're third in the NFC South. So. Uh, yeah, you're right. Wait, wait a second. No, no, wait. Did the, didn't no, the Panthers win this? Because the Panthers well, just yeah, the Panthers the won this week. They beat the Chargers. Oh, you're right. The Panthers yeah, did fourth. win. Panthers did win. You're right. They're fourth. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of co- coaches getting their heads called for already. You're right. That was. My I'm head. not jumping the gun on anyone right now unless it's Adam Gase or Matt Patricia because they have histories of failure. And this is after Corona. Like, they don't have much time to put a playbook together or anything. Like, I'm already seeing Patricia is the best of those three, though. I mean, but he doesn't have the best track record. That's why I'm saying I'm not jumping the gun on Dan Quinn yet. I think he's going to get fired by the end of the season, and deservedly so. But I don't think if, like, I don't think they're going to jump the gun until at least, like, the end of the season. Because, like, he's had, he had so little time to plan and, like, actually, like, do anything. So it's like, um, I don't know about that. I think either three of them could be gone by like probably as soon as week eight. Oh no, Adam I'm Gase Falcons ownership. I'm firing Dan Quinn. What were they? They were what like two and seven last year, right? Yeah, but then they rallied and got five wins, which is what saved Dan Quinn's job. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying at that point in time, I would fire Dan Quinn. I, the problem I have with Dan Quinn, why you're up 26 points. 
going into the fourth quarter. Why does Todd Gurley in this entire game only have 14 carries? Or not 26 points, you're up 16 points. That's what I'm looking at. I'm concerned with the running. Your running backs have a combined 23 carries. Your running backs should have a lot more carries if you're up that many points. You can also chalk that up to them not trusting Gurley because you'll see, like, Brian Hill had more production than Todd Gurley last week. Todd Gurley had 14 carries for 80 yards, 5.7 average in the touchdown. Brian Hill had nine carries, 50 yards, 6.4 average in the touchdown. At least you can give it to both running backs. You you give it to both of them. Still run the ball. You're up 16 points. I don't care who you have at running back. Run the ball. You got to have Calvin Ridley at running back. Run the ball. Yeah. Um, So this is now, I think, three times, I think only three, since, you know, including the Super Bowl, where the Falcons have had over 99% chance to win, and they lost. There's, you can't justify that. Like, there should not be anything to say, this is why I'm not firing Dan Quinn. I think they keep blowing leads. Like I said, they're not running the ball, but I think they keep passing the ball. They don't trust their defense at all. They have zero trust in their defense. They shouldn't. They yeah. should not have de- trust in your defense. But then yeah. again, you're up 16 points. Yeah, but if you've seen their and Matt Ryan, play, Matt Ryan, thirty-eight attempts on nineteen, or nineteen completions on thirty-eight attempts. If yeah, if Tre- okay, and if Trevor Lawrence doesn't go first overall in this upcoming draft, it will be because of the Atlanta Falcons, because there's no reason for them to draft him. Matt Ryan is. He's got, like, another five years left in him, in my opinion. I don't know who's going to take Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, I honestly, like The Jaguars, I don't think, are – I don't think they're going to, you know – Yeah, there's so bad. many teams. There's so many teams that could end up with the first-round pick and just not get him. Like, the mm-hmm. Bengals, they end up – they just got Joe Burrow. Yeah, Bengals won't do it. Um, I think Giants Joe won't do it. They still trust Daniel Jones and knowing the Giants leadership, they're going to trust Daniel Jones for another five years before they actually get rid of him. I would uh, say if Trevor Lawrence were in next year's draft, then maybe the Jets next season, but it's no, too early for them to give up on Sam Donald. I think it yeah. is, but I think they will anyway. At I think it depends point, if they fire Adam Gase. Because if they fire Adam Gase and the new coach comes in and he looks at Donald, he's like, this is not my guy. I think he'll take Jeremy Lawrence. Just like what happened with um, Josh Rosen and the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury came in. He said, he's not my guy. He took Kyler Murray. I, I think, think yeah. it's possible that the same thing happens with Darnold. But I don't think it's Darnold's fault. Um, just like I didn't think it was Rosen's fault. But it's still new coach. He might not think it's his guy. He might go out there take Trevor Lawrence. But I honestly think right now the number one pick is going to come down to P&I Sewell and Gregory Rosea. Depends who gets the first pick. What do y'all think about the Texans getting the first overall pick? Is that a is that a, is that in the um, realm of possibility? They're not getting the first overall pick. They just played three good teams, and that zero three record is very deceiving. I agree, but they played the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. You have to keep in mind. Deshaun Watson is still a top five quarterback talent in the league. 
that's about yeah. But if that's, they get the number one pick, they better take P nice well. Oh, I'm not. I don't care if you place left tackle in council, but if they do get the number one pick, they better take P nice well. Oh, yeah, them they'll probably take Micah Parsons. Yeah, they they'll don't probably so, take Gregory Rosea. I don't know. Texans don't go all line. It's disgusting. No, they don't though. even have their I first round pick. They don't have their first round pick. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. They trade to the Dolphins or a second. That's some Saints type stuff. <laughs> some about what? Well, really, some about New Orleans teams and just trading away their draft picks. Hey, at least this year, the Pelicans had all of them. They had plenty. Yeah. I don't um, want to talk about my team's first round picks for the next season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still. Um, okay, that, I think that'll do it for um, the past week. Let's go into next week. Um, I think Isaac will agree with this. If the Saints lose, it is time for us to put some bags over our heads. There, oh. we are not. We cannot lose to Detroit. Yeah, if we lose, I'm giving up on the season. Like straight up, I'm. I mean, I'm not going to give up on the season, but um, let's I'm see. I'm talking here. about next week. Um, we are. Whoever makes these Thursday night uh, football schedules, can we fire him? Okay, this is the first time, the first time this year where I've not liked the Thursday night football. I mean, Broncos, Jets for week four, week five, That's Bears terrible. and Buccaneers, week six, Chiefs and Bills. That's going to be a good game. However, week seven, Giants and Eagles. Week eight, week eight, Panthers and Falcons. Week nine, that's Packers good. 49ers. I division like Division games are always good. No, I love the putting the division games in, but when you put the two worst divi- teams in the division yeah. against each other, it's okay, like, who's going to care? Week 10, Titans, Colts. I like that one. I like I like that. Yeah. It is. Uh, week 11, Seahawks, Cardinals. I mean, I guess Wilson versus Kyler. I mean, Wilson's going to pick apart that defense. Kyler's playing the Seahawks pass defense. I don't know what'll happen there. I don't know. Um, Texans, Lions, like what? Cowboys, hey. Ravens. I guess that'll be good for the viewership because it's the Cowboys and the Ravens. Week fourteen, Patriots, Rams. I guess viewership again. Um, I think. Oh no, the Rams are very underrated, and I think Pat- Thanksgiving. Football- yeah, I know, but it's like. What? I don't know. These is just the next few weeks. They have three bad weeks in a row. Um, obviously, uh, this yeah. week from the Dolphins Jaguars. No one wants to watch that. That was such a good matchup. Honestly, that was a good matchup because they were both bad. But then the Dolphins yeah. just ended up like, oh, we're gonna play good. Uh, I hated that because I started Minshew on my fantasy team. Mistake. I- it was like so yo, did James Robinson. I saw, so I see, um, Minshew has two twenty-plus point games in a row, and then is playing against the thirtieth-ranked defense in the league. Why don't I start Minshew? But no, then he puts up nine points. Um, I just I, can't wait for Wilson to absolutely torch the Dolphins' defense next week. Yeah, obviously, like that's you know we could figure that one out. But I want to say. Hmm. Not only is Texans Lions bad matchup for Thursday, but it's Thanksgiving. That's just is that for the Thanksgiving game? You have to have yes. a Lions matchup. Lions and Cowboys will I never mean, not be on Thanksgiving. Again, to be fair, so it's, it's the eleven thirty game. It's the morning game. 
But still, Thanksgiving, that should not. No, absolutely not. No, it should I support been, it. It should be something like Saints-Falcons. Not Saints-Falcons, but something No, like no, I support it. The Lions have always been on Thanksgiving forever. It's a tradition at this point. So, like, I completely support it. And I like That's Matt true. Stafford, and I like Deshaun Watson. So, I'm act- I'm intrigued You're to right. at least You can't see that get rid part. of the Lions. And then you can't Texans. get rid of the Cowboys either because the Cowboys. No, I agree. But the Ravens, like, Steelers, they could. That's you know that's a good ma- that's a good matchup. So yeah, honestly, football I'm not... team in the Cowboys. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, that would be great. Honestly, I always look forward to um, Washington and Dallas. Um, I also always look forward. Well, not anymore, but I used to always look forward to Washington uh, and Giants. You know, with the whole Odell and Josh Norman during all that stuff. That was really yeah. – I like that. Um, but let's talk specifically um, our – I want to start with upsets for week four. Um, okay, call me crazy. I said this last time. I said you can call me crazy for my upsets. Well, I don't. This isn't actually that crazy. Vikings over Texans. Um, I, I've I've got Vikings. You know, I don't know. What do y'all think about that one? I think Deshaun Watson's too good to go own for. Yeah, but the rest oh. of the team isn't. No, it's the Colts. I mean. Really, that's the only major. Well, call me crazy for this one. All right, I don't think they'll beat them, but I think there's a bigger chance than people think. Football team and the Ravens. <laughs> I mean, what? Not... Coming off a bad week for Lamar. I don't care what the football team did last week or Washington, whatever you want to call them. But Washington has the defensive line. They have a good receiver, I guess. I mean, that's really the only person that thing I can that's look at. That's pretty sketchy to give them that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's Ravens fight. I mean, yeah, we we've seen hungry Lamar before. I don't That's know. not someone you want to go up against. I don't know what to say because I don't see no upsets. I don't really see any upsets. Yeah, this one. isn't going to be one. a huge upset week, but. No, I, I got one. Lions over Saints. <laughs> okay. Someone's fans for the podcast. I see Eagles 49ers. Like, I, I think, I think the be... Eagles could beat the 49ers. I mean, depending on if Jimmy G comes back or not, but if he's not, I feel like the Eagles can catch them by surprise. But Wentz has to do something competent. Well, Kittle's coming back this week. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts plays part of that game. I think, yeah, I like the two quarterback matchup idea. If they can bring that out there and like execute it, at least like kind of well the 49ers are still very hurt even if Kittle comes back they are a very hurt team I think the Eagles can capitalize on that defense. oh I meant and no I just meant Carson Wentz is I think he's gonna get benched I didn't I didn't really I think they're gonna alternate 
snaps or anything. I just think Carson Wentz is maybe no. You know what? That's kind of a ridiculous claim. I don't. I changed my mind. Yeah, I mean, but like if the I, Eagles get embarrassed again this week, and Carson Wentz plays like he has been, I think Jalen Hurts plays against um, Pittsburgh Week Five. I think again, when Wentz knows, like Wentz is, still has talent. We can't discredit that, and he knows no, what he's doing. Of course, going. he does. But and he just... knows he knows the pressure on him. I think he's going to come into this game with a chip on his shoulder. If they do unveil a two quarterback option, like a two quarterback playbook, which people have been talking about in the past, I think that can also catch the 49ers by surprise. So honestly, like it's a bunch of ifs, but if they if they do come out, then like the Eagles can come out on top on this one and it might not even be close. Um You know the, that the Eagles lost to Washington. Yeah, again, I'm gonna chalk that up to. Well, the Eagles do suck. Don't get me wrong, but I can. You can also like give the excuse that oh, it's a division game, which is a very legitimate excuse. Teams know each other; they play better against each other. Like, okay, but they tied Cincinnati. Again, that <laughs> there's much less excuses for that. But like, like I'm saying, I think it's all coming down to when. What's the in, excuse, Joe Nicole. Burrow? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's much less excuses for that. But, again, it's a three-week sample. Like, yeah. Three-week sample. And their supposed top seven quarterback in the league is playing. Yo, like, no, I'm not, I'm not saying the Eagles are good by any stretch. I'm just saying I think they can beat the 49ers and maybe even decisively depending on how Wentz mm, comes into this game and how he prepares. Maybe. how they what playbook they pull out. I'm not going to hate on your pick because I've made some bold predictions. <laughs> as, um, what about your games of the week? Like, I guess I'll ask LJ first. Um, please tell me your game of the week is not Seahawks Dolphins. It, it's not. Wilson's going to pick apart that defense. That's facts. Um, looking at it. I think I think it'll be interesting to watch Titan Steelers. Question is when are we gonna watch that though? When are I'm, we gonna watch that? I'm hoping that it's not, you know, Tuesday. Um, because I kinda like the that the podcast is, you know, each supposed to be Tuesdays. <laughs> but my question about that is so, these guys test positive. What is the point of postponing it one or two days? What is the point of that? I, I think so. Know. They could so say the players don't complain, and yet so the NFL could say COVID Look, we postponed it. But it's okay. So the quarantine period is, you know, like fourteen days. So, they probably are doing that so they get a few extra tests and to see if they were false positives. And if they were, the players still have enough time to prepare for that game. Yeah, I guess. I mean, plus, as we've seen in the past, there's one thing Roger Goodell cares about, and that's money. So, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so what's the deal with all these terrible Thursday night matchups? 
he cares about money so much, you know, just putting it out there. Um, I, mean, I think what's, what's I mean, but I want to go back to that it, game. Is Goodell really uh, yeah. in charge of scheduling though? Like, I want to go back to that game. Yeah. Whenever we see it, if it's Sunday, if it's Monday, or if it's Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it is, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. If it even is this week, they might move their buys or something like that. I don't know. But if it is this week, I want to see because we get to see if the Steelers are legit. Um, yeah. That defense shut down. That was this is the same defense that just shut down Saquon Barkley week one. I want to say it was. Who uh, I think what it was like six yards or something like that. I don't know off the top of my head. I can go look at it. But I want to see how Derrick Henry performs against. Yep, this six yards. Saquon had 15, 15 carries. carries on six yards. Um, Ryan Tannehill gets to play against a legit defense. And the Steelers get to play against the Titans, who are right now looking pretty good. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is playing really good. Um, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. Goskowski. Um, Goskowski. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he made I think he's you know redeemed himself um, I want to try and wrap this up in a minute We're running a little long um, Isaac what is your game of the week alright so I was going to go with two but since we got you can two. two alright cool I like Patriots Chiefs for obvious reasons yeah. and Browns Cowboys for not as obvious reasons but, no, I was eyeing Browns Cowboys, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just love the two offenses. Like the Browns offense could it like it's been looking up and the Cowboys offense is the Cowboys offense. We know what they can do. And like, you know, yeah, I like offense. The Cowboys offense just put the Seahawks defense. That's what I mean. Cowboys offense just put up thirty one on the Seahawks defense. The Seahawks defense is not good. Um, if you look at statistically, I yards thought you were trying to claim it was like oh. passing yards allowed a game. Statistically, on passing yards allowed a yeah. game, the Seahawks have the worst secondary <laughs> in NFL history. How about them Saints and them penalties? No, it really. Oh my that. god, that's really disappointing. It's we it's don't have the no, most. We don't have time to get into that. We don't. <laughs> All right, yeah, I was about to start complaining. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Is there anything either of you guys want to add? Um, let Russ cook. Alvin Kamara for MVP. Um, okay then. You know, I think that'll do it. Thanks, Isaac and LJ for, you know, being on the podcast. And we'll see if the podcast is on Tuesday or Wednesday next week. All right, guys.